leading yourself to lead others, to accomplish your goals, to engage, to make a mark is ground zero of any accomplishment of anything you want to do in your life. You have to get a firm handle on leading yourself. Hi, I'm Murtaz Versi, and this is Engage, Relate, Perform, the show that helps leaders and organizations drive long-term results by fostering relationships and enhancing engagement. If you're looking to seriously improve your team's performance while impacting lives and succeeding at driving long-term results, then this is the show for you. It doesn't matter that you already have that dream title or simply curious about how far you can challenge yourself. I'll be giving you practical tips, relevant commentary, and valuable insights about how you can engage and utilize relationships with talent, community, and other stakeholders around you to achieve the best results and help them stick long-term. Get all the latest information at mutazaversi.com forward slash pod. Once again, it's M-U-R-T-A-Z-A-V-E-R-S-I dot com forward slash pod. To lead others, we must first lead ourselves, not manage, not dictate, and not guess, but lead. It's an effective form of leadership and a good test for whether you are ready for new responsibility or an update role. How comfortable are you at leading yourselves? How are you? Or are you the kind of leader others can look up to? How does one develop the art of leading themselves? And how do I make this sustainable way of life? How is leadership in Africa adopting this and creating better and more leaders that impact across Africa and the globe? In my experience, leading oneself to lead others is an exquisite art form. And so I invited a top artist with plenty of chops to share her experience leading others on this path. Our first international guest, who a little over a year ago had me on her Instagram live to discuss the change in customer experience in the hospitality industry caused by the pandemic, which I recommend you check it out also. Her name is Elizabeth Taylor. Really quickly, I want to give you an amazing opportunity to download my very free, very useful, very much for you, ebook titled Engage, Relate, Perform, 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Performance Culture. It is a 90-day effective guide to get you inspired for your leadership journey daily. These are practical tips you can follow every day to guarantee you give and you get the best out of the existing relationships for long-term results. As I say, it takes 90 days to create a lifestyle. That's what culture means, a way of life. So if you want to do the work, but still enjoy the journey and above all, look forward to it day by day, then go to mutazaversi.com forward slash point and download your copy of Engage, Relate, Perform. 90 days to conscious leadership and sustainable performance. Elizabeth Lispire Taylor is an Archbishop Tutu Fellow and the Fellow of the Institute of Management Consultant. She enjoys a multidisciplinary career spanning 15 years, both in the UK and Nigeria, while being hands-on coach, mentor, and speaker with a passion to help mid-career professionals set, live through, and accomplish their goals. Bibliophile, she says, a dog lover, an author, many times over, and my sweet as Jolof, colleague and friend, leaders and leaders, welcome Liz Pyre, Karibusana Liz, to ERP. Thank you so much for having me. 
nice to have you. And yeah, let's talk about all these buzzwords mean to the listeners. All these buzzwords about leading ourselves. Tell us more about that. Yeah, it's it's for me in my mind. Every human being upon this earth has aspirations. We have goals. We have things we want to accomplish. We have people we want to impact. We want we have the legacy we want to leave behind us. All these are fine and good. However, if we don't start with leading ourselves, we will not accomplish any of these things. So for me, self-leadership, leading yourself to lead others, to accomplish your goals, to engage, to make a mark is ground zero of any accomplishment of anything you want to do in your life. You have to get a firm handle on leading yourself. And leading yourself, it cuts across the first thing is identifying who you really are. I'm sure, I'm sure we've, we've read this thing and say, you are three people. You are who people say, who people assume you to be. You are who you think you are. And then you are who you really are. Now, obviously we're not schizophrenic. So you, you can't be all three. So life has to involve a journey of finding out who you really are. I like it. I like it. So it's about I, I really finding who you are. That is the foundation of who you will be. Yes. Okay. So tell us more about that. Tell us more about who you are. It's it's quite interesting when you meet people. You know, I, I love to meet people. I'm an introvert, but I love to meet people. I love to get to um, engage with people. The idea of um, that first, the first conversation okay, who are you? And since someone says, oh, my name is Elizabeth. Okay, um, what do you like? Oh, um, I like reading. I like, I like dogs. I like food, you know? That's all good and fine. But then, who are you? Who are you is, is the perimeter of what you allow in your little kingdom. So when you are engaging with other leaders, you will know the kind of leaders that are your allies that you can do business with and you will know leaders that you have to meet short term and go your separate ways. For example, look at the relationship between the US and the UK. Both countries have identified who they are. So they are able to identify their allies. Now look at the relationship between the US and Russia. Independently, there's really... You can, everyone can have opinions about um, their politics or what each country, the, the values of each country are. You can, you can have arguments about that. But each individual entity, each country knows who they are. They understand their values and they run with those values. Now, can we bring that to our everyday life? Can we bring that to our engaging with other leaders? Who are you? What are your values? That tells you the kind of people you can do business with. Basically, when you're saying that and when you're comparing uh, the U.S. and Russia, uh, they still may be very successful at their own right. Exactly. Not having that relationship with each other because they don't have the same thought of mind and values that they believe in. Yes. Yes. Shared values. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So what would that mean also if you look at leadership in Africa today? Where do you think we are as leaders then? I think that we are not appreciating the fact that our, our unique viewpoints, because there's something unique about Africa that other continents don't really have. Africa has over 
last count was over 15,000 discrete tribes, right? With values, social norms, the way they do things. Now, the, the challenge I see is that we think that this, this, um, this, is a, this is a point of diversion, but it's actually a point of strength. But then I'm not trying to make you to bend to my values. I am bringing the strength that I have in who I am by knowing myself, and you are bringing the strength that you have in knowing yourself, and we are stronger together. Bringing the diversity for strength yes. rather than division. Exactly. Spot on. Okay. Tell me something else. Then, does it mean in Africa, because if you look at Africa, it is so rich, rich in every aspect, right? Rich in diversity, rich in, in natural resources. What has really happened? Is it that we're bringing our diversity as a, a challenge rather than a strength? I think so. I think so. Like I, I, I live in Nigeria. I'm Nigerian, right? And right now, as we speak, Nigeria as a country has never been more divided. Now, in, for me, in my perspective, knowing that every unique, discrete part of this country has strength to bring to the table, but we're focusing on what on the differences and not focusing on the point of flexibility and the strengths that, okay, for, look, let, let me give an example. And I believe that there'll be some Nigerians that are listening to this and they'll begin to understand. Nigeria has three distinct tribes, right? We have the Hausa, we have the Igbo, and we have the Yoruba. Now, the Yoruba are social, they're industrialists, right? The Igbo, are businessmen. They are the ones who will go far and wide to cut deals. Now, the Hausa are the strategists. Now, you cannot say, the, the Hausas the cannot say, I don't need the Igbos. I don't need the Yorubas. They need to know themselves as strategists, right? Know yourself as a strategist, create the strategy, then take the strength of the Igbo to the, business, to the deal table, and let the Igbo person negotiate that deal. The same way, I like to bring um, big context to normal, everyday, individual lives. The same way in an office, you have someone who is good at public speaking. Meanwhile, you have someone who is good at the techie stuff. Should we compete and tear ourselves apart? No, we should bring the best of ourselves to the table that the whole of us is wealthy. Absolutely. I think you've just hit the nail. It's about bringing, understanding who you are is the base, right? Yes. Like you said, yes. it's the foundation. And then understanding others around you will add that value to the holistic approach of the team. Yes. And understanding, knowing yourself, right, brings a level of confidence that you find out that the other person's strength does not diminish your own strength. So when it comes to leadership, I always tell, I, I always tell people, the people I mentor, I always tell them this thing. I said, the leader is not the one with the monopoly of strengths. The leader is the visionary. The leader is the director of strengths. The leader is the one who says, oh, okay, I have one, two, three, four, five people in my team. I can bring them together. I don't need to know everything, but I can tap into everyone's skill 
and deploy it for the good of the team. So to be able to do that, the leader needs to know himself, to be able to lead, to be able to lead properly people who are multifunctional, multi-skilled, multi-talented. You need to know that and be comfortable in that level. So you know who you are, you know what you do, you know what you can do, you know and understand what you need to learn to be able to contribute to the team. And then you know, you, so you use what you know for the good of the team. Those are the four pillars of leading yourself. Fantastic. So let's go to the first, right to the top, bottom of it. Okay. Let's repeat those four things first before I go to the next question. The first one I is... Said, you, you need to first know who you are. Yes. You need to know what you do and what you can do, right? You need to know what you need to learn, the competencies you need to put in your, your toolbox. And you need to use what you know. So the first one is know yourself. Yes. Know what you what you know. Yes. Know what you, what you need to learn. Yes. And know how to use that. How to use it. Okay. If we look at the first one, knowing yourself, what are what are the ways? How do I get to know myself? Let's let's move to there because I think a lot of leaders have the challenge of uh, not knowing themselves, which is really the foundation you're talking about. How do you really know yourself? What one what does one need to do to be able to know yourself? Let's say in simple three or four steps, what should one do? For me, ground zero of knowing yourself starts with a habit. Habits, for me, um, in the most organic sense of self-development, habits is you, you have to form exceptional habits. Mm -hmm. So you need to develop a habit of reflection. In, in this noise-riddled world we live in, there's so many distractions. Mm -hmm. we, need to be, we need to learn on a daily basis how to take time out. There's one thing I always say, I, I, you will, never hear, you will hear, never hear me say, I spend time. I invest time in every single thing I do. I invest time in resting. I invest my time in reflection. So make reflection a daily habit. Mm -hmm. What is reflection? Reflection could involve, how did my day go? Reflection could involve, why did I respond the way I responded? Did I respond or did I react? You need to ask yourself, there are so many tools out there that you could use. There are so many um, journals that you could use to fuel your reflection. But it's very important because it helps you to understand who you are. It was through reflection I found out that um, I, many, many people find it very difficult to, to, to grasp. I am an introvert. Mm -hmm. I'm not shy, but I draw my strength from quietness and solitude and thinking. Yes. Meanwhile, I'm, meanwhile, I'm someone that can speak to, I have done it before, speak to an audience of 500, five, uh, 1,000 people. Yes. But I'm an introvert. Another thing, again, to know yourself, to know yourself you need to understand, and this is something I find that we don't do in Africa. Mm -hmm. What are your core values? Stephen Covey taught us in the, in, I think it was in the 90s, I think, um, or yeah, 90s, in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He, taught, he, he said organizations should have a mission and vision, and we left it there. But we always need to bring it to the individual, mm -hmm. because the individual makes the whole. Yes. So what are your core values? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know your core values, 
you'll be like a ship without a rudder, just drifting in the ocean. You won't be able to stand on your own and you won't be able to lead anybody. What are your core values? And that's something you have to intentionally go to find out. Then you need to also, um, from those core values, plan your daily life around who you find out yourself, you find out you are, what your core values are, wrap your, your goals around that. And that is how you live a congruent life. You don't, you don't, you do not, you do not develop a mental chasm because a mental, that, that's actually the definition of schizophrenia. You are one person and you're behaving somewhere, some, 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 somehow else mm-hmm. because you're trying to either meet up or you're trying to behave like every other person. When you're trying to behave like every other person, you become inauthentic. Greatest leaders of our time are authentic. They are not afraid to be who they are. People yeah. like Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. And these are people who spend, or rather who invest a lot of time in knowing who they are and what is important to them. It's interesting to note that Elon Musk, when he started, I think it was PayPal, I think it was PayPal, he always knew he wanted to lead a mission to Mars. So everything he has done from the payment system to, the, to Tesla, to um, the solar, um, solar power, to um, internet system, everything he's done has been to generate capital for his life's passion, which is taking, the, taking human beings to Mars. Mm. And he knows that is ground zero for him. So you will not waste time on things that are not important to your long-term goals when you know yourself. Great. So, so if I look yes. at the three points there, it talks about habits, right? Mm-hmm. Creating those habits, uh, those ha- habits that will really help you move forward. And how to do them is actually through creating a process of reflection yes. on a daily basis of how you're doing. And you don't spend time, you invest time in reflection so that you can develop habits that are actually point number two, uh, linked to your core values and really defining those core values because that will set the climate that you want to live in. And that climate, like you gave a good example about Elon Musk, he created that climate for himself and then the distraction were kind of disappeared because he did not pay attention to it, right? Exactly. And he had his goals right and tight that he could now move to the next level wherever he wanted to move because he knew for the bigger picture, the vision that he needs to, be, to, to achieve, he was able to drive that through his goals. Fantastic insight, Elise. Really, really important. And I think you're right. I mean, uh, as individuals, number one, we bring in a lot of diversity into the wholesome of people around us. And that diversity really is important for the success uh, of leadership uh, and the success of the continent, the success of families, the success of communities. And that's where we really move on and get the best part. And rightfully, what you said is about the three different tribes in Nigeria that are really bringing those together, like the uh, Asawasa? Hausa. Hausa. Hausa Hausa brings in the strategy on board. How do you use that strategy to get the Igbo to break the deal? And the Yoruba brings in what? I I can't remember what were the Yoruba. Industrialization. So it's actually 
executing it now. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Executing yes. that strategy yes. and the deals into one thing uh, that is huge. Now, if we all had that in Africa, if we all had that in Nigeria, if we all had that in the community, we would be far, far away. Yes. Right. Yes. But the point then that I want to ask that is, does it, does it mean that differently to different people and in different fields, does this building yourself or leading yourself mean differently to different people? Um, I think people may interpret it differently. Mm -hmm. But the foundation of it is the same thing. It's the same thing. Um, the doctor will interpret it because probably the doctor, the way the doctor sees things more analytical, will interpret it differently as a poet from a, from a poet. A poet will see in more um, romantic language, what want to read a lot. So we'll see it differently. We'll, we'll probably interpret it differently, but in the bare bones of it, the foundation part of knowing yourself is the same process. It's the same process. It's the same thing we want to achieve. I, I, I feel, I, feel I, I studied, I did chemistry in school, right? Um, chemical equations at, at the most basic. If you want to get salt, you cannot mix hydrogen and chlorine. You have to mix sodium and chlorine. Now, it depends on how you want to mix the the compounds, how you want to mix the elements to get the compound. But those two ingredients are very important, very important. You cannot remove from, you want to get salt, um, sodium, chloride. It has to be these two ingredients. That's the way I see it. Now, do I want to get um, sodium chloride gas or do I want to get sodium chloride crystals? Now that will inform the process. Absolutely. Correct. So that's the process. And so it yes. could be, differently to different people, but really, depending on the outcome, the process or the basics are still yes. the same. The yes. basics basic. remain the same. Yes. Great. Because I, I realize when we're doing, when we talked about personality, when you've talked about the way we, you know, the habits that we create, everyone's different with different habits. But also when you talk about core values, we all have different values that we bring to the table. And then when we come to our planning, now, obviously, if we were all right, we wouldn't meet, we wouldn't be here today discussing about leadership, we would all be successful. But in order to build that success for everyone, what I believe in is building more leaders around us, because that that developing more leaders will create sustainability. Right. And when we talk about sustainability, one of the things that I found out that we've done quite a bit with organization is bringing the element of coaching into the equation. Right. Coaching is one of the greatest um, skills that leaders need today for tomorrow's world. And, and I've, we felt that when we helped leaders in understanding how to coach, they've been able to improve the results, although it takes a while. It takes delightfully what you're saying. We don't spend time. We invest time in coaching for a better result. What's your thought about coaching and that perspective? I actually think that um, coaching is a trigger point. It's a trigger point, meaning it's a deciding factor in mm -hmm. the quality of leader you become. Mm -hmm. Because nobody has the monopoly of skills. Nobody. Yes 
has the monopoly of knowledge to sit down and say, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I have, I'm talented in X, Y, Z, or I have, I have competence doing this and doing that. And then I don't need someone to coach me. That's foolhardy. Interesting. One of the greatest athletes of our time, Serena Williams, still has a coach. Mm-hmm. She has a coach. Yeah. And she's getting better and better. Now, you find out that these coaches are people, they may not have achieved, look at Serena now, her coach is an ex-tennis player, or he probably has not won as many Grand Slam titles as she has. Exactly. But she defers to him because he knows the basics. Okay. I, I went, Growing up, um, I, 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 I did music. My, my parents made me do music lessons. I don't have much talent. I don't have much musical talent, but my parents made sure I had music lessons. <laughs> and one of the things they'll make you do every day, it doesn't matter who you are, how um, I used to play the piano. I play the piano. I read music. But you will spend, if you have a two-hour class, you will spend at least 30 minutes doing your skills, doing mm. your skill. Because there's something about coaching that leverages the beauty or the, or the um, or, there's this concept called neuroplasticity. Yes. Coaching releases the benefit of neuroplasticity because you're talking about things, you're reflecting, you're taking small steps, you're identifying things that were not there and you're building competence. So you are building muscle memory. So it makes you a better leader. And you know, I refer to that. And it's, it's, it's nice that you bring that up, neuroplasticity. Because really, it's like, you know, when you walk on the grass, when, when, when the field is full, when the field is, there's a lot of grass there. When you walk on it the first time, it doesn't really matter. When you walk the second time, it doesn't really matter. But if you keep on walking on that, you develop a pathway. And you find that particular area doesn't have grass at a certain point in time as you keep on building it up or keep on walking on that grass. Exactly what we were saying about neuroplasticity as leaders, you need to break out old habits, like you're saying old habits, using neuroplasticity, building new habits. That's how you keep on building by doing it on repeated times to build that up. And Coaching, I think, in Africa would add a lot of value to our leaders today, right? Definitely. Especially when, when we talk about, in Africa, we, I think it's only in Africa that I've heard people really reminisce and say, the good old days, you know? And we talk about our leaders, the Pan-African leaders. But then we fail to go, in, in, go back in time and bring their strengths to us and use their strengths today. So we're not able to leverage on what they what they created. That's why it keeps it seems as if we keep going around in circles. Now, um, if we look at um, I come from West Africa, so my context is West African. If you if you look at leaders like Kwame Nkrumah, you look at Zik of Africa. These are people who were pan-Africanists. They believe in the viability and this experiment called Africa, that we can be a formidable continent upon this earth. But then it seems as if we allow them leave, we allow them die, but then the values they taught us were left by the wayside. Meanwhile, we could have built on them. They can still be our coaches today. 
in, in our journey, in our reflection, in our learning, they can still be our coaches. So you can get coaching. So what makes us not do that? Hubris. <laughs> yeah. Hubris, I think. Mm-hmm. And also, you actually find um, some people just don't know. They don't know. No one has ever told them. And how will they know if you don't tell them? How will they know if you don't tell them? But is it the question of really wanting wanting to know or is the question of, well, their history now? I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it. Um, we need, you, people like you, people like me, need to continuously speak out to leaders and leaders who are coming up and let them know that there are landmarks in their journey. They need to see this. We, they need to reflect. They need to learn about themselves. They need to know about themselves. They need to understand what they need to know. They need to keep learning. They need to get a co- And we, keep, we need to keep saying this over and over and over and over and over. I don't think there's any time that is a good time to stop flagging this message. But on a second thought, Liz, uh, you know, we can count those leaders that we need to uh, follow as coach, the, the Pan-African leaders. Yeah, we can yeah. count them. They're, they're countable, you know, yes. uh, not more than a dozen. Yes, if, if, if right? at all. If yeah. The thing that really comes to my mind is, for instance, this particular show, the ERP, uh, our, our approach is to say, let's expose leaders who don't have position but have that leadership in them that can impact lives in africa what we tend to do is focus on positional leaders very true right so if we look at different level of leadership i believe that everyone who is born is a leader yeah and i can prove by saying that even a baby uh when a baby wants milk from a mother he or she will cry, will influence the mother to feed her. Influence. Her, right? Influence. Uh, but again, we are in a journey. So we, we keep on developing our leadership skills until we die, until death do us apart. But what we don't do is help leaders on the way to grow, to be more influences in Africa and get the best out of it. Now, the point that you bring in is... I should first want to lead myself to want to be led as a follower and moving from being led to lead others. Just like you talked about Serena Williams, you don't have to win those Grammy Awards or the Grand Slams. But what you really need is to be a person who can be reliable, who can be a person who can, people can come forward and seek guidance. How do we do that? How do we build that? What is your thought about it? Again, the first thing is self-leadership, being authentic. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring an aspect here, because this, this is something that I personally have experienced myself, mm. is that fear that, oh, I don't have a title. Will anyone listen to me? Now, you, like you rightly said, you don't have to have a title to influence people. I actually, on, on my Instagram, because this is, this is a sight and sound generation, so everything happens in social media. So I'm on social mm-hmm. media and I'm posting, posting things. And sometime just before the pandemic in 2019, I was getting weary. I was, I'm like, okay, I post a lot of things. 
um, I, I write a lot of eBooks and it's almost as though no one is responding. I'm not, I'm not gathering a following. And then I, 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 I went out, um, I went out one day and it was a social gathering and I met a lady and I was introduced to her. And I said, oh, I'm Elizabeth Taylor. I said, oh, are you Lispire? I'm like, yes. I didn't expect anyone to connect Elizabeth Taylor with Lispire because that's my brand name, Lispire. She says, you know what? She says, I follow you on Instagram. I follow you on Facebook and you are a part of my daily habits. And I'm like, Wow. She says, and, and this lady I'm talking about, she's a multi-award winning gospel artist in West Africa. Amazing. And she says, I'm one of the reasons she goes on Facebook. And when she logs on on Facebook, she goes to my page first and says, and she says she wants to know what Liz is saying. Because that, that, that thing of Liz Spire is Liz inspires. So I'm congruent with that pursuit to keep inspiring people to be the best they can be, to put their best foot forward, to, to release um, who they really are. And this is a time when I was really weary and wondering, do people really connect with my content? And she's saying that every day. So people, people are watching. Yeah, they are. They are. And you know, that's interesting. It's just like the example again of Serena Williams and her coach. Exactly. Right? That's a real example that comes out. And sometimes we make our own judgmental thoughts that say, well, people don't follow us. But I think it's time that we just have to go out there full-fledged. So if we have yes. about a, a whole bunch of influencers, and you don't have to be influencers, but you can be a small influencer. You can be a parent who can influence children. You can be a teacher who can influence students. Uh, you can be a fireman who influences a younger generation. You can be a pilot who influences the younger generation to be a pilot in future. I think we need to get their voices out. We need to get them out into the, the globe and say, these are the people who really are leaders. They get the followers that want to help change Africa, move Africa into the next level, or even the globe. I actually call those people micro leaders. Okay, good good word. Micro leaders because the people they influence. Because if you if someone says, okay, oh, I really love um, Serena Williams, what are the chances that you will ever meet Serena Williams to pick her brains mm -hmm. or to ask questions? Mm -hmm. But you have access to a micro leader. Yes, that you can pick the person's brains. And the person's life is actually more congruent with yours. So as much as I see people run after um, big names, I don't have a problem with that. But also seek out the micro leaders in your environment. And also try and grow to become a micro leader that is giving back to the generations behind you. Because I believe that micro leaders are the makers of our generations. Yes. And, and, and in fact, micro leaders, rightfully, what you're saying, could be living a higher level of legacy than the well-known the well-known leaders. I'm not saying they don't; they do. But a lot of micro leaders can leave a lot of legacy and change how young generation are coming up and have a thought of their mindset change, so that we can be impactful. 
we can impact lives around us, right? I, I, I read a book, some, it's a popular book um, by a, it was not, he, he was not the one who wrote the book. The book was written about him mm-hmm. over a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's a faith-based book and it had to do with quiet reflection. And this chap they were talking about, his name is Brother Lawrence. And I think he was a 17th century monk. Okay. And he was a dishwasher in a monastery. Wow. Now, the book about him mm-hmm. is a bestseller. Yeah. He was a dishwasher. 17th, in 17th century. Yes. He's gone. And someone wrote a book about him that is influencing lives in the 21st century. That's a micro leader. Exactly. Leaders with no titles, and yet they make impacts even much later in life than you would actually expect. And the thing is, in his lifetime, he barely traveled 500 miles away from the monastery. Really? Really. And yet... All he did was wash plates. And he did it well. And he did it well. And he was remarkable in it. So wherever you find yourself, I always, when, I, when I coach people or I mentor people, I say, find the Brother Lawrence in yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not about the applause. It's not about um, 30 million followers on Instagram or TikTok. Mm-hmm. It's about influence. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, coming to that point then, uh, three things that we really have to do is create the habits, exceptional habits, develop a reflective uh, session in your daily routine, define your core values, plan your life, plan your goals, you'll get there. Don't spend time, invest time, right? And don't respond. React. Or maybe react to what you have to do. Yes. Right? There's, there's, there's something I, I created for myself. Mm-hmm. And then I made it available to people I mentor. Okay. It's a system where part of my part of my habits is reflection every day. So I have a a quote that I, I memorize every every week, something that spurs me to action. Uh, this week, the quote I'm memorizing is um, by Darren Hardy, and it says, "It is the demand that brings out extraordinary." capabilities and that's my quote for this for this day for this week so every day in the morning in the afternoon and the evening i'll return to that quote and i'll think about it if i have anything that comes to mind i'll write it out so that's part of my habits part of my reflection another thing i do another thing i do apart from my to-do list and everything i also well i'm a i'm a i'm a woman we all know Women, we tend to have issues with um, impulse buying. Yes, I'm sure many women <laughs> attest to that. Well, even men have that at the moment. So, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so what I do is at the end of the day, I actually write out everything I spent, every amount I spent, because I want to know where my money is going to. That's about leading myself. I write that out and I write out five things I'm grateful for in that day. Then I write out what I ate. I have to be accountable of what I ate and what I drank. So I make sure I hydrate because at the end of the day, so it's, 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 a, it's a journal. So I'm putting all of that down. And then I write, I think about, are there any ideas I have that I can execute 
that can make my life richer, make the lives around people around me richer. So I write that out. So that's part of reflection. It ties into my core values. I, I track what I call um, what I call my my rhythm. Or I learned that from Darren Hardy as well. Um, so things that make me that make me feel like a strong the things that um, make me me, like Dr. Seuss would say, that reflect my meanness. Um, I have I have to I have to read every day. So I'm congr- I'm congruent with those values and those goals. I, am I reading every day? Am I um, practicing what I need to practice? Am I doing what I need to do? So every day I'm doing these things over and over and over and over. And going back to that word again, I'm releasing the value of neuroplasticity. And I'm, I'm mastering who I am. I'm leading myself so that when I step outside and I'm meeting people, I'm speaking with you, I can become a positive influence, which is leading others. Brilliantly put to the end. So Liz Taylor is engaging with herself, relating her surrounding to the engagement she has with herself through reflection, and then performs, performs over a long period of time in order to impact lives around who she is and what needs to be done. So Liz Asante Sana for the incredible knowledge you know that you've shared. And I'm sure everyone's got something worthwhile in the time that we have spent together. But on the other uh, aspect, our segment has a few stuff that you still need to do, which is our ritual. Uh, what you've spoken just before we ended was your ritual, your daily ritual, your daily practice. We have a ritual at Engage, Relate, Perform, right? One of it is uh, from our previous guest. Now, you might realize the name Ali Raza Versi happens to be my son. And we had him on the last episode where he was talking about my relationship with him since it's going to be Father's Day this weekend. And uh, yeah, so he put a question. Why are relationships a challenging way in this current era? And what is your advice to building a better relationship in life? Why do I think relationships are challenging and, and for the next for this moment and this moment at this time? I think it's, it's because we, we live in a social media world where all attention is on us and we are struggling to get attention on ourselves. So we are the, the, the way social media works is it projects project me, me, look at me, look at me. I can do that, I can do that, I can do that. And many of us are looking at it and we're not using the benefits of these platforms to celebrate other people. I have one, one of the mantras I teach people like coach and I mentor is light other people's candle. That talks about relationship, light other people's candle. So the reason why relationships are not working is because we're too self-absorbed. So we need to, we need to take a step back from our, from that and see, okay, I'm, I'm engaging on social media. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about all the things I can do. Maybe once every week, let me spotlight someone else doing something fantastic. Step out of your That's how we are as human beings, right? That's how we are human beings. I mean, we we end up catching people doing the wrong things. We never catch people doing the right things. Exactly. And so, you know, your point comes out very clear. Uh, light the candle, light your own candle first, but make sure to light other people's candles as well, right? And that's how you build that relationship. Brilliant, nice. 
I, I'm sure uh, the listeners will just enjoy with that uh, point that you made. So let's put give you the other ritual, the second ritual. The second one is I want you to leave a question for our next guest to answer. So let's put your question through. Tell me. My, my question is what is your greatest source of continuous learning? Greatest source of continuous learning. Fantastic. We will put that to the next guest. Fantastic. Okay, so now you have 30, uh, 30 seconds. Uh, tell us anything that you, you want to say. It's a message for you to the entire listeners. It can be a philosophy. It can be about life, love, become about spiritual, anything. Liz, you've got 30 seconds. 30 seconds. You need to understand that your life flows in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. What you think every day is what you will become. So you need to take your mind captive and direct your mind to where you want to go and you will achieve even more than you expected. Awesome. Fantastic. Join us next Thursday for a new episode. Please subscribe and rate the podcast and be safe. Merci beaucoup. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Engage, Relate, Perform, hosted by me, Mutraza Bersi. Make sure you've subscribed to this show so you don't miss a single episode. And be sure to visit mutrazabersi.com forward slash pod to download all the resources, show notes, and all the freebies mentioned in this episode, including your copy of my highly effective ebook, Engage, Relate, Perform, 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Performance Culture, plus extras just for subscribe. Once again, Go to mutazaversi.com foot slash pod and get everything you need. And we'll be back next week for more Engage, Relate, Perform.